Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, customer service professionals can contribute and leave impact on the industry of science. Today, we will continue our discussion with Zuja Varadi, who is a lead customer service representative at Thermo Fisher Scientific. Zuja is well known for juggling several tasks. She founded the sports community at Thermo Fisher Scientific and is a working mom. We invited her to learn her secret on time management. Let's start! I had a co-op with a British salesman and I remember that he was also working from home and the sun was really <laughs> hitting into his eyes and <laughs> it was very funny but he just didn't close the curtain. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from the team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode again, we are ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start! So, Zhuzhi, before we continue hearing more about your career story, what we usually do in the beginning of the, of the second piece is ask our guest a question, which is going to be the X-Factor type of question, which is, what is your superpower? <laughs> <laughs> well, my superpower at the moment is, I think it's time management. Mm-hmm. That's my superpower. I, I really manage my time in a smart way between work and, and private life and, and the me time, which is now very important with having a kid so that I can recharge my batteries. And I also have time for myself between this course of so the work and, and the private life, taking care of my kid. So that would be mm-hmm. for now. And can you separate the two? So once you're out from the office or once you close off your laptop, can you switch off from work and, and, and fully focus on whatever you do? Actually, this is, this is what I, I learned in the last uh, six months when I, when I returned uh, to the company. I, I, really, I really learned this, that to be a bit more easygoing about meetings, that I don't have to be at every meeting because I also returned as a part-timer. So I needed to accept the fact that I cannot fit in as much job in four hours that I used to in eight hours or even more when I did overtime. So it's a learning phase, but I think I'm, I'm getting quite good at it. So I, I don't think about work after I close my laptop. I go for running after work. And actually for right now, what was more difficult for me to close it, to finish the job, because if you are working four hours, you can easily fall into the mistake of staying one hour longer or two hours longer. So now I'm, I'm learning that one, that I do programs with, with friends and I do many sports as much as I can. So I really have this time that now I close the work and I go for running, mm-hmm. not, not staying over. Do you run long distances? Yes. So the half marathon is, wow. is for me. Once I I ran a marathon, it was really hard and difficult, (laughs) but the half marathon is is within my comfort zone. And now that I live in the 12th district, lately I I took the costume of 
going to Normafa, mm-hmm. so even doing mountains and stuff, not only on the road. And do you go competing as well? Sometimes, yeah, events? but actually since my, my son was born and since COVID <laughs> stroke in, there are not so many races mm-hmm. to, to go to, but I used to go to many races, yes. Yes, and it actually, you know, the sports community, yeah. I was the one who founded it. <laughs> Really? Yes. Is it you? Okay. Yes. And then when I went on a maternity leave, we handed it over yeah. to Moni yeah. and then Fuji. Okay. Yeah. And we even went on running I races. Know, I know, I the know. night oh. run and the uh, Wieser and the Spar relay race. Yeah. Those are really good memories. Good. Really good. Okay. So <clears throat> you returned from maternity leave last October, mm-hmm. right? And that was during the fourth wave or whatever it was. So in a very different environment than from the one that you left from. Mm-hmm. And you as a someone who uh, returned from maternity leave with a small child, obviously working from home, how did you manage to get through all the difficulties or, or uh, how did you manage the working from home bits with, you know, just at the same time, you know, just raising the kid and, and taking care of everything. Yeah, so actually for such a small child that I have, the two-year-old, he's turning two-year, you cannot work from home with a child at home. That's not not possible. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I'm telling this because at the very beginning, I needed to get him accustomed to daycare. You may know that the child doesn't go to the daycare from day one, but there is this period of adjusting. And at first, only one hour, then two hours. Then they give them lunch and then they try to put him sleep. So at the very beginning, I decided with my team leader, who was very supportive because she also had a child, so she she could <laughs> relate to my problem, that I would uh, split my four hours and I would work like two hours in the morning when he's at daycare. And when I when I need to pick him up, I, I will bring him home. I will put him to sleep because he, he usually slept two hours and then I could go on with my job and finish my four hours a day. But this didn't really work out because <laughs> I remember that the, it was the first day that, that I I came back to work. I was working from home and I could really put him down to sleep. But then we had a midday catch-up call at mm. 2 p.m. And I remember <laughs> I we had two doors closed. So between me and the baby, there were two closed doors. I was speaking with a headphone and I was speaking <laughs> very quietly, but really like, hello. And I remember that everybody was happy about me returning. Hello. Hi. And I was just telling two sentences. And at that moment, he woke up, started to cry and the meeting ended for me at that moment. So I think the most important message to take away that if you have a small child, you can work from home if he's at daycare or she's at daycare because you cannot work with a child, with such a small child. And uh, so if, for example, he's sick, I have some difficulties. I have some logistics to do because, for example, I'm at home with him. I need to go on a parental sick leave. Then I need to involve the grandparents and they are helping a lot, both my father and mother-in-law and my own mother and father, they are helping a lot. So usually with these sicknesses, I I need their help. And I usually drop him off at the grandparents. 
And actually, my father and mother-in-law, they, they live really close to the office. Mm -hmm. So when I bring him to them, I come to the office right away, six minutes by car. So this is, these are the most difficult. I'm not complaining because he is not that sick all the time. So you have this, <laughs> you read it everywhere in mothers, teams, in, in Facebook, in these groups, in these supporting groups that they say that, oh, if you, if you have a small child, they will go to their daycare for two weeks and they get sick and they will be at uh, home with you for mm -hmm. two other weeks. And I was really afraid of that this would be a situation, but no. No, he he wasn't sick that much. But I think it's even because he likes daycare. So I, <laughs> for me, it's every sickness cool. have a psychological background. But since he enjoys going there, he's not that sick all mm -hmm. the time. Okay. And how did you find personally, because getting back to work in a more virtual world, because you come across as a very vivid and lively person, and it was more working from home than working in the office. So how did it? work it out for you? It worked out quite well, actually. I, I, also, I was used to work with colleagues globally, so many times I needed to use Teams to talk to them, so this was, this was not new to me. The only shift was that with my own team, it would be in a virtual space, not, not all the time in the office. So I think I, I got used to it quite easily. And actually, when they introduced this rule of coming to the office three times a week, I think I have never been to the office three times a week since I came back because for me, it's just easier mm -hmm. to work from home. And it's much easier to drop off sure. in the morning my son. Even the daycare is quite easy going because they open at 8.30. So I cannot start working before 9 or 9.15 mm -hmm. because I just, it's just doesn't fit into the schedule of the daycare. Yeah, sure, sure. And do you see any difference from your memories before you left on maternity leave and ever since you're back in ways of working with the global team or with your stakeholders or customers? Well, I think the only change then th that was also mentioned by Maria, that people really started to <laughs> turn on the cameras. Uh -huh. That's true. That's the, I, I also noticed this change and it's really a good one. And I'm telling also <laughs> why I, I'm thinking that, for example, the other day I needed a help from a colleague, customer care colleague in, I think, in Sweden. And he turned off his camera and he was at home, working from home, and he was sitting in his room. And the whole setup was like a radio studio, really, <laughs> really, really looked like, yeah, and many... He had many plans and it was so cheerful and nice to see how he worked. <laughs> or the other day, for example, I had a call with a British salesman and I remember that he was also working from home and the sun was really <laughs> hitting into his eyes and <laughs> it was very funny, but he just didn't close the curtains. <laughs> okay, cool. And if you had to call out one thing, just one thing, then... What is it that you love the most in your daily job? I think that what I really love is the complexity of it. Mm -hmm. Because we are not just entering orders into the system, but we are dealing with custom-made products. And it means that you need configuration. So many times you need to contact the end user. And also these are not off-the-shelf products. So these takes time to be produced. It can take even four to five weeks. So many times you need to contact manufacturing 
to see how it is going. And many times we also are in contact, very close contact with sales. So the complexity I, I really like about this job that I'm always telling that we are managing mini projects with these orders. So mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy the lot. Okay. Okay, so just before we finish, what we also do on these sessions is that we ask every guest to ask a question from a following guest who they don't know. And the question that our last guest asked from you was, actually, I liked it a lot. So if you have any, what is your dream job then without any money associated to this? So if you could choose to do whatever you would want, but not for the money, Mm -hmm. then what would it be? It would be an unorthodox tour guide. Really? Yes. Why? Because I, I really love showing my country to foreign people, and I really love talking to foreign people and getting to know their culture. For example, unorthodox, I mean that it doesn't mean that you go to the parliament or this yeah. usual stuff, but to the hidden gems we have in, in Hungary, not only Budapest, but the countryside as well. Okay. So this would be it. Nice. Thanks. And what would your question be? To our next guest. My question is, what was your funniest moment in Thermo Fisher? Okay. Good. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our conversation, which I enjoyed a lot. So thank you very much, Juji, for, for being with us and, and sharing your stories. I, I liked it a lot and appreciate it a lot. So thanks. Thank you very much for having me. This was a discussion with Zuja Varadi, a lead customer service representative at Thermo Fisher Scientific. Her story is proof that it is possible to live a colorful life and find fulfillment in your career at the same time. In the next episode, we'll have a new guest who will share their career story behind the science. What what do we consider being proficient in a language? If I have to talk about whatever fluently, then I would probably say three. And... uh, that that would involve Hungarian, but <laughs> I, I can also be fluent with, with a lot of mistakes in, in a couple of other languages. So if we, we count those as well, then, then six. Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary. Produced by BrandFizz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode. <laughs>